Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. Lori Palau is a mom, professional organizer, and founder of Simply Be Organized. Welcome to This Organized Life, where each week she'll share practical tips even the most disorganized person can follow. Struggling with clutter? Looking for the best products to keep you organized? You've come to the right place. Here's your host, organizing expert, Lori Palau. Hi, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of This Organized Life. I am your host, Lori Palau. And I cannot believe that we are at the end of August and we are finally (laughs) wrapping up our series, uh, our summer series, and we're going to be moving right into school and homework and routines and, you know, switching from our summer mode hat into uh, back into reality. So I'm going to make the most of this episode and our topic of the day is what's for dinner. And I know it's an age old question, but, and it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter, you know, if you have kids at home, if you live alone, but it's always what is for dinner. And it's a struggle for a lot of people. And I like to cook, but I know that with all of the different things on my plate, no pun intended, (laughs) between work and kids and whatnot, you know, meal planning and trying to figure out what to cook and how to fit that into my schedule can often become a chore. So even though I enjoy the process of cooking, if I don't have the time in my schedule to make it happen, it can actually be rather stressful. And, you know, when you talk about, you know, meal planning and what's for dinner, it's, there's a lot of different areas that we can that we can go and i was engaged with our facebook group to try to find out you know what their thoughts were and i i posed a question a few weeks ago just to try to get a you know a baseline on how often a lot of our listeners cook um during the week you know primarily for dinner is really what i was referring to um, just wondering, you know, do a lot of people do a lot of takeout or not? And I found it very interesting that I would say the majority of people who responded to us, it, they cook four to five nights a week. And I found that to be a lot. I mean, I cook probably four nights a week. Um, and we usually do it like a potluck or, you know, leftovers or breakfast food, something like that. 
one night a week and then on the weekends, Friday and Saturday, we usually go out or, you know, order in a pizza or something like that. Um, but I was very, I guess it was refreshing for me because I expected the numbers to be a lot less. I really expected people to, you know, say that they cooked only a couple nights a week and did a lot of takeout. But the people that responded to us um, really cooked quite a bit. I actually had a couple people that said they cooked like six or seven nights a week, which I'm like, wow, you're really impressive. Um, but I think the average number uh, was was definitely four. And I don't know how that compares in, in your house. And, you know, I didn't get into the specifics of, you know, what exactly they're making. I don't know how elaborate those meals are. Um, but I think that, you know, there's a lot of pressure nowadays to, you know, we all want to be feeding our family healthy, right? We want to try to be making smart dinner choices, which can also make it a little bit more challenging. Because I mean, I even remember, you know, when I first got married, and I was making dinner, and I wasn't as, you know, health conscious about things. And, you know, nowadays, we watch our carbs and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, it was easy for me to, you know, just do a spaghetti night and or mac and cheese and things like that, that were kind of easier to do. But now I don't cook as much pasta, you know, in the house or those kind of one stop meals. So you have to get a little bit more creative to if you want to, you know, feed your family healthy with, you know, getting, you know, more variety in there. You know, you have to kind of think outside the box. And I mean, fortunately, with social media, and so many, you know, recipe apps, and we're going to talk about that in a, you know, a few minutes. I mean, there are a lot of different resources for you to pull from, but, you know, it's not as easy as, you know, just the grab and go. Um, I mean, obviously, those options are still out there, but, you know, a lot of the people that, you know, I engage with or, you know, that engage with us on social media, um, you know, are looking for, you know, homemade recipes kind of from scratch. And one of the other questions that I posed, which I also want to hear from you, is how how many different menu options do you put out there? Do you cater to different members of your family or are you just saying, this is what I'm making and if you don't like it, too bad? And I found that to be an interesting topic in and of itself because I know when my kids were younger, you know, I always... I didn't like to be a short order cook, you know, and I pretty much would try to cook foods that I knew that they liked, but that would be stuff that Josh and I would eat too. Um, and I always had the the out where I was like, if you don't want it, you could have chicken nuggets or, you know, you could have, you know, eggs or something very simple. Um, but I wasn't cooking like 10 different meals. And I know some of the people that are clients of mine and friends of mine were like short order cooks for their kids. And, you know, this one didn't like this. So they would make, you know, this meal and one of them would only eat pasta. So they would always make that. And I just think that, you know, I understand that people have particular tastes and there are certain dietary restrictions and whatnot. But, you know, you start to get into this slippery slope of creating a monster if you, um, you know, start catering to everybody's whim. Not to mention the fact that when you talk about calendar clutter and your time, you know, are you, you know, establishing this pattern that you are going to spend two hours in the kitchen because you're making four or five different meals? 
So I think when you look at it and you need to kind of look at the big picture of, you know, what's the value? What am I trying to impart on my family? How is this impacting our life? How big of a role does mealtime play? And that's, you know, another issue is does mealtime, is that a family event? You know, and I think that's another big, a big issue for a lot of people. I know for us, um, as much as I would love to say that we all eat together as a family, and I, I, I think that that's wonderful for people that that works for, that doesn't work in our family. It never has. Um, Josh always worked late or traveled, um, especially when my kids were younger. They would have, I would always, I always fed my kids on the earlier side. So they were eating dinner at like 5, 5.30. And he didn't come home from work till 7.30. And my kids were then getting ready for bed. So, you know, for us to wait, and I know a lot of people, and I'm not saying there's a right or a wrong way to do it. A lot of people would hold off their mealtime until, you know, everybody was home together. That just didn't work for our lifestyle. And so, you know, consequently, my my kids would eat by themselves and, you know, Josh and I would, you know, we we would probably have a family dinner like once a week on the weekends. And again, in a perfect world, that might not be what I wanted, but that worked best for our schedule. And I was a lot less stressed and my kids were not cranky because they were hungry. And it just seemed to, you know, happen for us. But I know for a lot of people still having that family mealtime is really important. And so kind of figuring out how that plays in with your schedule and what to make for dinner and do you cook early and then, you know, reheat it or do you just wait and cook dinner later? You know, how does that play into your schedule? And I think it's, you know, all of these very different variables that play into kind of that whole meal planning. And that's really what it boils down to, deciding on, you know, how are you going to structure dinner and fit it into your schedule, you know, and what works for you. You know, when you think about over the past 50 years, you know, how the role of of dinner has changed and you look at, you know, anywhere from the fact that, you know, 50 years ago, the majority of, you know, there was a lot more, you know, women that happened to be stay-at-home moms. So, they had the time to go shopping and research recipes and cook dinner. Where nowadays, a lot of times you've got, you know, two income households and both parents are, are working a lot and don't get home from work until later and don't have time to cook and chop and research recipes and plan a whole elaborate meal. So that's definitely one variable for sure. And, you know, again, a lot of people worked kind of nine to five. Now everybody's schedules, they tend to work later. Um, and at night, you're running kids all over to extracurricular activities and games and practices and rehearsals and things of that nature. So the family unit isn't always home together at dinner time. So how does that play in and trying to juggle that schedule around of how do I provide a healthy meal when my family's on the go? all the time. So I think there's all of these different concerns that are realistic for us. Um, you know, as moms, as professionals, what have you of how do I, you know, provide a healthy alternative without getting bored for myself, maybe my spouse or my kids. 
Um, and, you know, how does that, you know, how do we fit that in? Is mealtime more stressful or is it something that we look forward to? Is it relaxing? Is it part of our, you know, kind of nightly ritual? You know, um, for me, I think the key to anything is to do a meal planning and how that looks is going to depend on, again, your habits and your schedule. Um, I used to sit down every Sunday morning and look up recipes, drink in a cup of coffee, and I would plan out my meals for the week. I don't do that as much anymore. Um, but now, like on, on social media, whether it's on Instagram or Facebook, I'll come across different recipes that I see that look like they're of interest to me, and I'll research them. Um, there's a few different apps that I um, that I have downloaded. I specifically like Yumly, which is Y-U-M-M-L-Y. Um, and I like All Recipes and Pepper Plate. They're the three that I use, and I'll put them the links to them on my website. And, and they're not paying me to say this. I'm just letting you know they're the ones that I tend to gravitate towards. Um, there are other ones as well. But I like them because I can filter out if there's dietary restrictions, if I'm looking up something that's dairy-free or gluten-free or whatever it is, um, you can search by categories, um, you know, dinners under 30 minutes, whatever it is, casseroles, crockpot recipes, you know, whatever your, you know, interest is, you can start looking at um, different recipe options. And I think another thing that I think is really important for people is to figure out, you know, engage the family to some extent. Now, you want to be open you know, careful not to open up Pandora's box, right? Because if you give them too much input, then all of a sudden, again, you find yourself like you're at a restaurant. But especially as, you know, your kids get older, it's nice to let them weigh in and maybe give them each a night, you know, to pick what it is that they want. Um, and let them even help out depending on the ages. You know, I think my younger daughter really likes to cook. And you know, several years ago when she was probably like seven or so, you know, I got her this kid's cookbook and she loves it and she'll research recipes and we'll do them together. And, you know, she'll help out with, you know, buying the ingredients and prepping it and cooking it and cleaning up. And I think it's, there's something to be said for letting, you know, your kids kind of own part of the process and, you know, get them to understand it. It's also, you know, I think it's also a, a good skill to be able to teach your kids how to how to cook, um, but just to allow them to be part of it. And a lot of times they'll they're more likely to eat something if they have a hand in making it. So for parents of picky eaters, you know that's one of my first suggestions is you know so you can avoid being that short order cook. Let your kids you know have one night a week where they pick them pick the meal, and if they're like going to be all over the place, give them a give them an option, give them a choice of three different things. So, you know, any one that they choose is going to be kind of mom approved, but you want to be able to, you know, allow them to be part of the process. And so if you can do that meal planning and decide, hey, this is what I'm going to buy. Um, this is what I need to make. You're saving money because you're not wasting it on food that you're going to wind up throwing away or that's going to go bad. Um, I also, you know, for me, I, I like to break it up in the middle of the week with either a takeout 
or a leftover or a potluck night. Um, you know, it was great when my kids were younger and, and Josh was traveling because I would, you know, if he was out of town and I could give them something light, I would just, you know, I would just, you know, skip dinner or just make eggs or something, you know, super have a salad, something super simple for myself. And I didn't even wind up having to, you know, kind of cook a full, a full meal. But I think, you know, to nice have to break it up during the week, I think is nice. Um, you know, so for us, I know a lot of times on Wednesdays, depending on what my kids' activity schedule is, if I find that we're running in a million different directions, you know, maybe we'll just make that like a Chipotle takeout night or pizza or whatever, um, you know, Chick-fil-A. And it's okay to break that up during the week and and have that so that you don't feel like you you know, have to be running in a million different directions. Because again, you know, you want to be able to have time to breathe. And if, you know, cooking, even if the simplest meals, you know, you're at least taking, you know, probably a half an hour of your time to, uh, you know, to prep it. And then of course, to cook it and whatever the cleanup is involved, you know, and there's some really great, you know, one pot, recipe meals out there. And again, you can just look at them. And I'm a big fan of the slow cooker, probably more so in the winter than at this time of year. But I mean, I think, you know, for me on days that I'm up in the, up in the studio recording the podcast, or if I know that I'm going to be on site with a client all day, you know, I will do a crock pot meal and, you know, put it on first thing in the morning so that by the time I get home from work after a long day, you know, dinner is done and I'm not like standing over the refrigerator like a crazy person, you know, shoveling food down my throat. And, you know, I've been there. So I don't know about you, but it's definitely something that, you know, I hate when I come home and I'm starving and there's, you know, nothing, nothing made, you know, and you want to also have, you know, options for the kids. You know, now, again, my kids come home from school. Sometimes they're hungry. I'm not always home when they get home, you know, so if I have, you know, leftover cold chicken or, you know, tuna salad or egg salad or something that they can go and have a healthy alternative to just coming in and grabbing, you know, a thing of chips or pretzels, you know, that's also a nice option for them to be able to have that. So, you know, I always try to cook a little bit of leftovers, not too, too much, um, because I don't want everything to go to waste. But I do try to plan for those kinds of things. And, you know, on Sundays, a lot of times it's a great meal planning day, especially in the winter months. I know we're not there yet, um, thankfully. But, you know, just prepping stuff for the week, you know, like I said, grilling some chicken, grilling some vegetables, making some hard-boiled eggs so that you can, you know, just have them in the fridge. Whatever it is, you know, the key is you want to just be prepared because we're busy running around doing a million different things during the week that unfortunately, as much as we may want to cook and be kind of the Julia child in the kitchen, it's not always doable. It's not always feasible. So how can you still plan these, you know, healthy options without, you know, feeling stressed and overwhelmed. So let us know on the Facebook group kind of what your favorite go-tos are. You know, I think having your repertoire of your favorite foods that are your family favorites, you know, that are great. I mean, Josh is 
Spanish and my kids have grown up eating rice and beans. So like I know I can never go wrong with chicken, rice and beans. Do I want to make that every night? No, because, you know, people will get bored, but it's a great staple. So, you know, have your staples kind of in your back pocket and throw in a new recipe here and there, you know, and the more that you can, you know, kind of incorporate things that you either hear from friends or see on the internet or, you know, that your kids may bring up. Those are great different, you know, alternatives to, you know, your everyday because we all get bored with the same old, same old. You know, I think that 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 happens to all of us. But if you can be somewhat prepared and organized, it will save you time. It'll save you money. And it'll just remove a lot of the stress that seems to surround itself with, um, you know, with regards to dinner. The other couple points that I just want to mention is I know that sometimes there are some, you know, great prepared food places. I know by us, we have a, this wonderful Italian market that has some homemade prepared foods that I'll just stock up and keep in the freezer, um, you know, and the kids can just throw them in the oven. So if I, you know, don't have time to cook, it's better, it's a better cost, you know, more cost efficient solution than ordering out or, you know, having them eat, you know, garbage fast food, but they can just heat it up in the oven for, you know, 45 minutes or whatever. So, I mean, there are other options if you can't cook or you don't like to cook that you can still feed your family well um, and still, you know, have some sort of structure and routine at home. So, um, let us know again, like I said, on our Facebook group, email me, um, but let us know the things that work for you, the things that don't. If you've got some other recipe sites that you go to, please share it with us. Um, engage with us on our, on our Facebook group, uh, which is called This Organized Life. And um, as I mentioned before, we have our referral network of professional organizers that we are building from across the globe. So if you are a professional organizer out there and you would like to be featured on an upcoming episode of This Organized Life or on our resource guide, please contact me. And um, we'd love to showcase your, your talents, your strengths, and, um, and your business. That's it for today's episode. Join us next week when we'll be moving into our fall series. Take care and have a great week. Thanks for listening to This Organized Life. If you like what you just heard, please share this podcast. Want free checklists and articles to help you get organized? Visit simplybeorganized.com. That's simply the letter B, organized.com. Simplybeorganized.com. We hope you'll join us next week for another edition of This Organized Life. This has been a Steve Mittman social media creation. 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 Steve Mittman, socialmedia.com. Oh,